You are listening to the World of Dance Podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be in this great big blue marble we call planet Earth. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Tuesday. It is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. And this is what's going on. Uh, My tooth is hurting. That's what's going on. All night my tooth has been aching me. And I think I'd have to go to the dentist again. Oh, Jesus. So, I'm not too thrilled about that. It's actually an old wisdom tooth. A real old wisdom tooth that's been just lodged into my jawbone forever. And uh, back in the day, it was impacted. And they really tried to get a piece. They split it in half, if you can imagine that, with like a tool that looked like an ice pick. And, uh, yeah, they went to town. <laughs> and uh, then and they tried to split the tooth in half. They pulled it, half of it out and the other half. They just, for some reason, they couldn't get it. They were cutting around the gum and everything. I mean, it was just brutal. Now, fast forward to 2019. That was back in, what, early 1990s or something? When all this was going down, and now it's like 2019, and it's just kind of just stayed in my in my mouth all the whole time. It's never gave me a problem or anything, and it just all of a sudden, the last day or so, it's decided, okay, I've had enough of your mouth. So they pulled it out. Or they haven't pulled it out, but it looks like it's going to have to be done. It is just bugging the shit out of me. So uh, taking it easy with the sugar and the creamer and my coffee. I don't want to irritate the pain, but I noticed that over time, kind of the pain has subsided as you know when I woke up, got out of bed, which really didn't do me any favors. So today I'm gonna, um, I, I kind of changed my whole uh, approach to doing a, a podcast episode, and like I said, this this podcast is a total experiment. Uh, you know, there might be days when I just, uh, I, I, you know, nothing really to talk about. And that's just the way it is. But there's always something in the news, right? But then there's sometimes, you know, it, it, you know, when I first start doing the podcast in the morning. But then all of a sudden, as the day progresses on, something will happen. Something breaking, some news will break, or something interesting will come up. And I'll just be compelled to, to talk about it. And that's what I'm going to start doing is, even when I'm out and about or whatever, uh, I'll break out my microphone and uh, my little condenser microphone, put it on my cell phone, and I'll just start talking. You know, if it's about a you know, breaking news story or just whatever the case may be. So I'm going to start doing that and, and, and start recording segments as the day progresses. That way, you know, and try to keep it as minimal, no more than 10, or maximum of 10 minutes. But, you know, 
boy, I need to wake up. I just woke up maybe about, what, three minutes ago? Just four minutes ago? Oh, so far so good on the tooth. So well, that's what I'm going to do. And then, you know, the next morning, I'll just kind of edit it all together and throw it out there. Speaking of editing, uh, might as well just put it out there for the record. And that's this uh, audio, a beautiful audio editor. Uh, it's a browser-based um, editing type of program, if you haven't heard of it. Uh, the reason I'm using this particular program, or I'm not using it actually, I haven't used it yet. I mean, I've put together some pretty good edited audio with it, and I just can't... I, I, the problem is, I can't... Uh, I can't get it out there. I can't save the file. I can't render it. That is the biggest downfall of this program. It's simple to use. I've, I've made my own little bumper music and everything with the thing. And then when I got, it, when I got the episode all nicely ready to go, and then I tried to save it to Google, Google Drive. It goes to Google Drive. And it's like 930, what was it, 934 megabytes of memory for the episode. It was like an hour and 20 minute episode, and I tried to cut it down. It was a weekend type of thing. And I, I uploaded to Google Drive, and then when it said it was, Google, it was uploaded, and I go to my Google Drive, and I see it there. Uh, it, it's not saved. It's kind of like the project itself is saved, but it's not rendered completely. And I think what I have to do is render it all into one line and then download it either MP3 or, or a WAV file and do it that way and then try to upload it through Anchor or whatever. And it's just a pain in the ass. And it, it seems like I'm going to go back to the point where I'm going to have to... Uh, <laughs> it did pretty much edit it on my phone like I do with my YouTube channel you know I mean that this a Chromebook I, I don't know how many times I can say this a Chromebook is not doable in YouTube or podcast land it's just really not an easy way of doing it if there is an easy way of doing it please somebody out there let me know because I would like to know so enough of that uh, I want to talk about Coming up, there was a story that had broke, and I, speaking of this, you know, doing a podcast on the fly type of uh, way of doing episodes, I did a segment uh, yesterday, Monday, uh, after I had released the, the uh, Monday's episode, Weekend Wrap-Up, and it was about our, our mayor, well, not my mayor, maybe your mayor, but not my mayor, thank God, uh, London Breed, San Francisco mayor. And so in the next segment, I'm going to, I'm going to put in this uh, thought I had. It was breaking that um, some woman had <laughs> went, she's got five of uh, these uh, smaller version of billboards. You know, they're kind of like city billboards. They're not like big, magnificent, 
large billboards that you see like on you know interstate highways or anything or freeways or anything like that no this is they're smaller versions they're like within you know an urban city type of smaller sized uh, billboards but nonetheless they're billboards and it's pretty funny it's a billboard of the mayor london breed uh, kicking back with a blunt and a wad of cash in her hand and, and at the same time it's got a picture of some guy running uh, some white guy running with some money it's just a h hilarious thing and so we'll get into that I'll pop in that segment right after this and I got some funny stories and and such so either the, the mayor's story is going to come up in the next segment or the following segment but I think what I'll do is I'll just kind of look at the morning paper and do that in the next segment and then i'll do the san francisco mayor thing the, you, you guys gotta see this thing it is just absolutely funny and it is blowing up all over my tv this morning with the mayor uh making her look like a a money hungry <laughs> you know uh mayor and a do-nothing mayor basically so that's all coming to come up here i should say I'm just kind of looking around the web right now. See what the top stories are. Uh, we're going to have some, uh, just to let everybody resident know, PG&E right now is uh, going at it with um, some more power shutoffs scheduled for, I believe, tomorrow, Wednesday, the 23rd. So be on the lookout for that. Former President Jimmy Carter, he's hospitalized after a fall. He seems to be doing okay. I, I just caught that. Uh, he may be, you know, his politics may kind of stink and everything like that. But, you know, for the most part, one, he's the longest living former or current president we have um two he's really he really gets out there and gets his hands dirty when it comes to working with the communities all around the country uh for instance he did come and work with uh, habitat for humanity and he was helping here in the bay area in oakland um, build some homes and i don't know how, how old he is but uh, he's, he's up there in age, but he's he gave it his all, and he was out there getting dirty with the rest of them. And so he's, you know, he's he's out there. He, he walks his walk. You know, he just doesn't talk the talk. So get well there, Jimmy Carter. Uh, yeah, get well, Jimmy Carter. Uh, yeah, so let's just go ahead and take a break, and we can talk about other things a little, little bit later in the next segment, and we'll go on further from there. All right? So let's take a pause and I'll be right back real quick. What's going on, everybody? Okay, so here's what's going on. Um, this is kind of a continuation from my uh, Monday podcast. I guess I'm, I might release this uh, segment uh, tomorrow, Tuesday morning, but it is kind of breaking today. And what it is, it's basically a story um, about a politician who's running to be a mayoral candidate against the mayor, current mayor, London Breed of San Francisco. And she has taken it upon herself to go ahead and put a put up a um, a billboard. In fact, she's got about five of them throughout the city of San Francisco. And I just seen on local news. It is the funniest damn thing. It's got okay. You have to imagine this billboard. Please look it up. Just Google it. Google mayoral candidate bashes breed London breed uh, in controversial billboard in San Francisco. Just Google that and you'll see this article. But it basically it depicts uh, London breed 
Um, a dark-skinned London Brie, because she is half black, half white, I believe. Or she's black, or I don't know. She's she's of ethnic diversity. Uh, persuasion, I should say, diversity. Um, and she's just sitting back, and in one hand she's got a blunt or a cigar in one hand, and in the other hand she got she has a stack of cash. And then on the part of the billboard shows some white guy running off with some more money. I, I don't know. It's a weird billboard. It's a it's something I encourage everybody to check out. And I seen that they interviewed the candidate. And the candidate, this woman, she had a MAGA hat on, or it looked like a MAGA hat. It wasn't. It didn't. It, it didn't look like the traditional MAGA hat. But it definitely. It was a red hat, and it had a um, a flag on the side of it. I mean, you can tell she was really. She is a, a Trump supporter, and boy, did everybody come in media blast this woman. So now the social justice warriors are really butthurt. They're trying to tell mayor, the mayor, hey, why don't you take that, you know, that poster down? It's racist, you know. And the mayor's just like, listen, I, I'm not. She's just basically no comment on the whole thing, and she's saying, I'm just trying to do my job in the city. So she's kind of just brushing it off, you know. That's her take on it. But I'm going to read this article. This is off of NBC Bay Area, their website. And uh, if I can pull it up, I've been having nothing problems, but problems in, in the kitchen. I'm going to have to move my location on my podcast um, somewhere else. Okay, well, I'll just read what, what I can find here. Uh, a controversial billboard in San Francisco's South Market District is drawing attention to one of Mayor London Breed's long-shot challengers. The cartoon depiction of the mayor is being called sexist and racist, but the candidate who sponsored it, Ellen Zhu, that's Z-H-O-U, so a shout-out to her for put, <laughs> putting her on blast like she did. Good for her. Uh, she isn't backing down. Zhu, I'm pro- hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, Zhao or Zhu? Zhao, I'll, I'll say Zhao. Zhao said she has no problem with the way the city's first African-American female mayor is depicted in the billboard at the corner of Door and Howard Streets. In the animated artwork, Breed has her bare feet up on a desk, counting money as she's thinking of homeless people. In another section of the poster, a child looks to be getting kidnapped, highlighted by the phrase, Stop Slavery and Human Trafficking in San Francisco. Well, <laughs> good for her, man. She's, she, she, got, she got that those two big messages in one billboard. That's a smart woman. She's got people talking. Good for her. When asked about the prospect that the billboard is... It, the billboard is saying Breed is directly responsible for human trafficking in the city, Zhao said. The mayor is responsible for the entire city. A member of Breed's re-election campaign released a statement about the poster Sunday saying, This blatantly racist and sexist ad has no place in our political discourse of, or our city. Race baiting like this is divisive. Dangerous and shameful and must be rejected. That's all they do. 
What do you what do you think they're doing in Washington D.C. right now? They're coming after Trump. They threw everything in in the kitchen sink at his ass, claiming he was a bigot, a racist, a white supremacist. He was encouraging race baiting, all this crap. Liberals in mainstream media are the kings and queens of race baiting. Just you know, turn on your TV and dare yourself to spend five minutes on CNN. You'll see what I'm talking about. Or even worse, MSNBC. They're probably even worse. The leader of the city's chapter of the NAACP has also denounced the public advertisement. The city's Asian American political leaders also are denouncing the billboard and have scheduled a news conference for Monday. So, big shout out to her. You know... she put two strong messages that basically exposed Mayor London Breed of San Francisco right there in the open. It only took five uh, billboards. And they're not that big of billboards. They're kind of like one of those billboards you see you know, in neighborhoods in, the, if you, in, in a big city. You know, they're kind of smaller than your typical, you know, if you're going down a big interstate, like those billboards. Those, those are humongous billboards. This is kind of like more of a smaller version. But still, she hasn't strategically put in five areas throughout San Francisco. Good for her. At least, it, you know, whether she gets in there or not, you know, that, that isn't really the point. I think the point of this is the fact that she's gotten people talking. And I like that. So good for her. Okay, so in this segment, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to talk about just news in general there's you know like trump and <laughs> who ripped off who and all that kind of stuff i'm kind of going to do this segment um it's a story i came across in the paper and it's about a dog that's in a shelter um in michigan and i read the article it's a short little article in the on page two in the bay area news group paper east bay times uh, and it kind of got me thinking about, you know, because I am an animal lo- lover, you know, I really, you know, love animals, right? Um, but this story, it, it kind of just got to, cut to my heartstrings a little bit. And unfortunately, I can't do anything about it because I live in California. But maybe somewhere out there and people that are listening to a podcast out there might get, you know, hear what I have to say about this story and do something about it. Never hurts to try. But this is a story about a dog named Rudy and a Michigan shelter. And I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. It's a short little article. Um, it's by Aaron. Oh, God, another name I just cannot pronounce. But when are we going to have people that have names that are pronounceable? I mean... You know, I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to start mentioning names no matter what article I'm reading. And I'm just going to just going to say their name like a, a bubbling idiot. Just like, blah, blah, blah. you know, like Johnny Bubba Bob Bob, you know, <laughs> just something <laughs> because I can't pronounce their last name or something. But this is uh, Aaron Parasigian. Parasigian. All right. That's all you get from me. So sorry, Aaron. Don't know your your last name. Don't know how to pronounce it, but he's with WXMI in Michigan. 
A dog at the Legion. <laughs> Another word. A dog at the Legion. A Legion. County Animal Shelter south of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Anybody in Grand Rapids know how to pronounce your county? I'd appreciate that. Uh, he is about to celebrate his fourth birthday, and his only wish is to find a loving home. In just over a week, Rudy will turn four years old, but for nearly a quarter of his life, he's been in the shelter, and is start and it's starting to take a toll on him. He loves people. He loves attention. He loves pets, walks, and loves tennis balls. <laughs> tennis balls. I got issues with tennis balls. Uh, you could throw a tennis ball all day for him, and he would go and get it every single time, Animal Assessor Kate Roster said. Just don't throw it in my bay. I have to clean those up. Rudy is still a big ball of energy, but his time in the shelter is starting to weigh on him. He's mentally not holding up as well as some of the other dogs because he's been here so long, Roster added. As of Saturday, Rudy has been in the shelter for 341 days. Next month, it will be a full year. You know, uh, I had mentioned that story about that young little tiny kid, newborn kitten that was just malnutritioned and was in pain and, and his eye, he could barely see out of his eyes and one eye was punctured. And I mean, he was just a mess, poor thing. And I took him to the shelter and usually, well, the kitten was pretty sick, and, and, and really, it would have been a miracle to try to save him with a you know a good vet. But usually, even animals that are in good condition, they don't they don't get to stay in shelters for too much longer. They usually go to foster homes and stuff like that, and you know until they find a home to help reduce an overcrowding. Um, but for this this particular pup here, 341 days, you know that's it's a long time. She goes on to, uh, the Legion County Animal Shelter Director, Susan Smith, uh, quotes on, say, uh, it's really important not to meet that one-year mark because that's just so stressful for them. He needs a little bit of training and a little bit of work. That's Rudy. He's a wonderful dog. He loves people. He absolutely loves people, Smith added. Rudy loves people so much he might have deterred some adopters in the past. Quoting, uh, we've been trying to get him, at, get him a home. He tends to come out with a lot of gangbusters like, hey, I'm Rudy, I'm here, Smith explained. But Smith says he'd be the perfect fit for someone who can give him the attention he deserves. They're hoping he won't be celebrating his fourth birthday in the shelter. The shelter says he's been... His, uh, excuse me, let me start that again. Uh, the shelter says he's best in a home that doesn't have cats or dogs and no kids under the age of 12. But if you have uh, you have more information on Rudy, go to allegionshelter.org. That's A, A, A is an apple, L-L-E-G-A-N-S-H-E-L-T-E-R.org. Allegionshelter.org for more information. So good, good luck to little Rudy there. He's got a picture of him. He's a nice little dog. He looks like a chocolate lab. Good looking dog. Probably just a lot of, just like they said, a lot of energy. So I just kind of wanted to share that because I'm, I'm at the point now. I had, uh, it's been, it's kind of emotional for me to talk about it really. 
it's been about like uh, three or four days. I mean, three or four days, three or four months now that I, I, I lost my uh, my bird. Uh, you know, he, he was just a barricade, and a lot of you probably say, oh, he's just a barricade. But, you know, he's, I raised him basically from, an, from the egg, fresh from the egg when he was born. And I won't go into too many details of how he passed away, but let's just say it was untimely. Um, and it was just a lot of poor decisions. And, but it, it's gotten now to the point where um, I have pretty much decided that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready for another pet or something. Because, you know, I do live alone and it is kind of, you know... It, it sucks when you're alone. You come home from either working or volunteer work or just even going shopping or something like that. And you just don't have anybody to come home to. My kids are all grown up. and You know, I, I've gotten rid of my ex-girlfriend. That, that I have no complaints there. Um, I do have friends and everything like that. But they're just, ever since this move, I've just been so far away from everybody. I just don't, I don't communicate with anybody. It's been six months. And so I think, you know, the untimely passing of, of my parakeet. Bah, I miss that parakeet. God. Such a smart little thing. It's, you know, so much, so much love in such a small little package. But anyhow, um, I think that, uh, yeah, so I kind of wanted to share that story. Maybe somebody out there in Michigan, Grand Rapids or something, will pick up on this story, get him a home. Four years in the shelter, you know, it's a little too long for a nice-looking dog. Nice-looking dog. Looks healthy. Looks happy. So I want to share that with you. And I think it is time for me to go ahead and, and get a pet. Yeah, you know, but see, I, I can't get a pet right quite just yet because of the fact that um, just yesterday, actually, I had just found a a possible place where I'll be moving to. So I'll be moving out of this insane asylum that I accidentally tripped into and I'll be moving across town. I won't be able to get to uh, my volunteer work. My volunteer work is like literally just a half mile or a mile from where I'm at. I could bike there or even walk, but where I'll be across town, it'll be a little bit more different, so I won't be able to do volunteer work as frequently as I'd like to. Um, but until that move, I can't do anything as far as adopt an animal. But I have been talking, you know, I, I did talk to those people over at the shelter when I turned in that kitten, that sick kitten. And I did take a quick look around. There's some there's some wonderful animals. That I, I just don't understand how the, these animals just get passed up. Or people just, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's a financial thing. Or maybe people are just moving. Or, you know, just whatever the case may be. Or maybe people have just gotten too sick or passed away. And these animals are just, you know, left aside into the shelter. And there's so many great animals. There's... There's even rabbits in there. I used to have a rabbit farm. And rabbit, you know, I kind of even considered because I have a nice yard where I'm in. I have a nice big yard where an animal would love to live. The problem is, is I just have a, a neighbor who is just 
insane and it's driving me insane and so I have to question you know is he going to go or I'm going to go and then again I've only been here for six months so I just you know I I have to wait until I can have more stability to get an animal but with that all being said uh, you know I just kind of want to share the story with you and hopefully somebody out there will Go grab Brody and maybe I'll help consider, maybe you can uh, consider adopting a shelter pet. All right, enough of that. Uh, take a break. Just wanted to get that out. I don't really want to get into too much heavy news, you know, with Trump and everything. I think we already know where we stand. So with that, I'm going to take a pause and I will be right back. Okay, so I'm going to try to play you a little audio and uh, of this Bernie Sanders campaign. I guess it was held, uh, I don't know where the hell it was held, but I'm going to play some audio. This is uh, Gail King reporting for CBS this morning, and she's, she's going to kind of uh, give you a, a summary of exactly AOC and the Bernie Sanders rally. So let's let's check this out real quick. Heart attack. Nearly three weeks ago, the prominent left-wing congresswoman, that's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, endorsed him in front of more than 25,000 people at a weekend rally in New York City. That's the largest rally for any Democratic candidate so far. CBS News' Nicole Killian spoke with them in their first joint network interview right after that announcement. You know, they said that about Elizabeth Warren, that she pulled in a crowd like 20,000 people like that. But um, later on, police were saying there was no more than 2,000 people. So I don't know. I mean, there are some, you know, AOC is pretty popular with the young people, you know, with the millennials and the 20-somethings. And I, I would assume Bernie's kind of more into, his crowd is more of the geriatric communist types. So I guess maybe you could pull in, yeah, I don't know, about 20,000, maybe 10. I don't know. It's New York, though, so I don't really know how bad it is in New York. Ocasio-Cortez explained her endorsement, and Sanders addressed his health problems. What do you say to people who look at what happened with regard to your heart attack, look at the fact that you're the oldest candidate in the race, and wonder if you have the stamina for four years in office? Well, what I say is look at the totality of a candidate. This is a record based on 30 or 40 years of fighting for the working families of this country. He's never done anything. I don't think Bernie Sanders has done a damn thing. Tell you the truth. I mean, when was the last time you heard Bernie Sanders? Now, he claims he had written up some sort of document or, or, or he passed a bill. He threw it in Biden's face during a one of those uh, town hall showdowns or whatever the hell. I, I, but I have to be honest with you. I haven't seen Bernie do anything for our government. I don't know. Does he represent your, your county or your district well? I don't know. I don't see how he could. The guy's a communist. I mean, the guy, you know, he went on his honeymoon to the Iron Curtain. I mean, Jesus Christ. That's my record. Congresswoman, I know when the senator was in the hospital. AOC. Yeah. Yeah. 
was a gut check for me. You know, it was a real gut check, and it's saying, and and by the way, neither me nor the senator cannot do this by ourselves. You know, it is really bad when you're sitting there and the Democrat party, a political party like the Democrat party, is basically being, what, swayed in the direction of like AOC and the unhinged left going in that direction. I mean, and the political party itself is sinking and, and Nancy Pelosi can't even control this goofball. She can't control her caucus, man. And if you're pulling in 20,000 people at a Bernie Sanders rally and Elizabeth Warren still only gets under 1,000, if if she gets 1,000, that's not saying too, too many good things about your party. As a woman of color, why back an old white guy? And it- you know, <laughs> this is CBS This Morning. Why the hell are they talking about uh, a woman of color backing up an old white guy? Whatever happened to politics? Whatever happened to the fact like, you know, the government, you know, there's a government you have to run. There's a, you know, there's people out here of all ethnic and, and diversities out there that needs you to work for them. You work for us, AOC. You work for us, Bernie Sanders. It's not the other way around. But I just don't like the fact that they have to sit there and the first question that comes out of this, who, what the hell's her name? I don't know, she's some reporter for, for CBS this morning. Why do they have to say something like that? A woman of color. What is a woman of color doing promoting or endorsing an old white man? Okay, so what are you going to do about our economy? What are you going to do about our health care? What are you going to do about our education? What are you going to do about our military? What are you going to do about our immigration laws? What are you going to do about our energies? Yeah, I mean, there are so. I mean, we already hear that you want to do the, the Green New Deal that pretty much uh, limits people to the point of maybe they're going to have to take a train to Hawaii from the mainland. I mean, what are you going to do, right? They don't they they don't have any type of agenda. They have nothing. Nothing. Their campaign is solely the whole the Democrats, every Democrat on one side, I mean of that aisle that's going for presidency in 2020 does not have an agenda. They're just they're built on uh identity politics and that's it. They have nothing. They're, 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 ugh. My God. Senator Warren? Yes. What was that conversation like? You know, I think she's a fabulous candidate. And so, frankly, Senator Sanders, Senator Warren, and myself are all on the same team in the party. If you are the nominee, Senator, would you consider the Congresswoman as your running mate? Well, I think I'm too young for that. (laughs) 
There you go, two cents. <laughs> would you work in a Sanders administration, a Sanders White House? Yes, you would. <laughs> well, I know, I guess I know you asked. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine Washington, D.C. ran by a communist and, and an unhinged bartender that's a socialist? Could you imagine Washington, D.C. going that direction? Holy fuck. America would be screwed. Big time. All right, Nicole Killian. I mean, the question that will stick with me is, uh, as a woman of color, (laughs) why endorse an old white guy? And she said with a straight face, and they both answered the question. All right. Warren said after the endorsement that she is a fan of the congresswoman, and eventually they will all be on the... Oh, my God. Ugh. Did you get all... I mean, that was just enough to just put your head into the wall. My God. Yeah, that's just too much. Ugh. Boy, that's another trick I gotta do with my laptop. Just to get some, get you some audio, I have to unplug my microphone. I should have got a USB microphone, by the way. But I have to unplug the microphone. Then I have to play it through the laptop. And while it's playing through the laptop... I have to sit there and talk into the laptop. And then when I'm done with the video, getting the audio from the video, I have to plug the little 3.5 mm into the back into the the headphone jack and then I got to do it all. It's just a whole process. Jesus Christ. Anyhow, yeah, so basically <laughs> he said Sanders he leaned right when when she when uh, that reporter had asked AOC if she would go into his administration, he literally just leaned over and put his hand over his mouth and, and said, yes, you will. Oh, oh, I could not imagine it. I could not. Oh, my God. What a freak show that would be. AOC would be in Bernie Sanders' administration. They would not... They. they <laughs> They would not be passing each other in the hallway saying, hello, Mr. So-and-so. Hello, Mrs. So-and-so. No, they'd be saying, how you doing, comrade? How's it going, comrade? Hey, comrade. How you doing, comrade? How you doing, comrade Sanders? How you doing, comrade AOC? It'd be a nightmare. It would be worth... I, I can, could you imagine the whole country like California? California is poorly run right now. It's a beautiful state, don't get me wrong. I love my state. I just love who's... I, I, I just don't love who's running it. That's what I meant to say. So ASC's got the endorsement. That's a nightmare. Uh, enough of her. Enough of them. Uh, yeah, I talked about Jimmy Carter. Yeah, got, you know. Speedy recovery for Jimmy. Uh, let's see. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and I am going to take a pause again. And uh, there's an article I just came across. New Mexico. This is in New Mexico. Officer resigns after excessive force on an 11-year-old girl who allegedly took too much milk. <laughs> I'm wondering if did I read this story? I'm not quite sure if I did. Oh well. So let's just take a pause, and I will be right back right after this.
You are listening to the World of Dance Podcast. Alright everybody, it's funny story time. So I'm going to read off a couple of stories I found. Maybe a few. Depends on my mood. Um, I thought one just stood up. I'll just get right to the one that stood out the most. Oh, uh, just the source where I get this from. Uh, this is from Fox News. Their odd news section. It's kind of hard to navigate to the odd news section. On their website, I can't find it. I can't find any link to it. Um, you just kind of, kind of find it through Google, but they do have an odd news section. This one's funny. This is uh, called. It's just released about four hours from now. Uh, four hours ago, excuse me. Tupac Shakur arrested in Tennessee for meth possession, threatening officers with a knife. Cops say. So. Uh, Turns out Tupac Shakur isn't dead. He's just been living in Tennessee. So there you go. And there he is. In real life, there he is. He is alive. There is a he's a he's white. Looks like he's got the same hairline. <laughs> That's the real Tupac did, or the black version. Uh a man here well, I'll just read it to you. A man named Tupac, Shakur, Tupac A. Shakur, that's his full name, who despite the name is not to be confused with a long-dead rap legend, was arrested this weekend after allegedly threatening police with a knife. Huh. The rooster's back. I have a rooster next door, and he's kind of... He, I haven't heard him in like a couple of weeks, and now all of a sudden he's starting to crow again. I don't know, maybe... I thought he was dead. I thought they finally offed his head and or they used him in a chicken fight or something, I don't know. But he's still around. Anyhow, back to uh Tupac, the meth head. Uh Johnson City police officers responded to a call Saturday about a forty year old Shakur who had active warrants for his arrest from another department, according to news release. When officers arrived at the scene they reported seeing Shakur leaving in a car. <laughs> Uh, police tracked the vehicle and eventually attempted to arrest Shakur, but he twisted away and reached for his waistband, according to the cops. Shakur then allegedly turned toward officers with a knife in his hand before cops were able to wrestle him to the ground after a brief struggle. Officers took Shakur into custody, the news release stated. <laughs> you know, that that's probably not too far from what the real Tupac Shakur did. Well, they're both real, but the, the black one. He was a troublemaker around here. I guess he was a troublemaker around Oakland. Not too far from here. Police said they found a syringe and multiple baggies of methamphetamine on Shakur. Good job. Parents, lock up your daughters. Tupac Shakur is on the loose with a bag of methamphetamine. Shakur was charged with aggravated assault, resisting arrest, simple possession of meth, and unlawful drug paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. 
He was being held at the Washington County Detention Center on an $18,000 bond. $18,000 for all that? That's a lot of possession for just 18 grand. The courts are getting really lenient on this bonding business. That's a whole other story. Uh, an arraignment was set for Monday at the Washington County General Sessions Court. Shakur shares the same name and even middle initial as the late rapper who was gunned down in Las Vegas in, on September 13th, 1996 at the age of 25. The police news uh, release repeatedly uses Tupac Shakur as the 40-year-old's official name, though it's unclear if he's legally changed his name at some point or if, in what would be a remarkable coincidence, he happened to be given the name at birth though that would have been years before the rapper rose to prominence. After the rapper's death, conspiracy theories arose claiming that Shakur was actually still, or was actually still alive. <laughs> that is kind of interesting. And you got, yeah, he looks, boy, this guy looks really tired. His eyes are low. He looks like, yeah, he looks like a bag chaser. A glass dick smoker. All right, well... Tupac's still alive, guys. <coughs> you just you just didn't know he was a white guy. That was on meth. Uh, ooh. No, I won't read that one. You know what? Huh. <laughs> Let's read this one. Illinois man with name tattooed on neck, allegedly gave police false ID. <laughs> and you know what? He looks like Tupac, too. He's dead on like the guy. Looks like they could have been brothers. This guy's getting out of here. Anyhow, an Illinois man was arrested after he allegedly gave police a fake name, despite having his real name tattooed on his neck. <laughs> Matthew Bushman, 36, supposedly gave the false ID and birth date to officers with the Mattoon Police Department, who were investigating a forgery on October 8th. <laughs> you gotta look at this guy. Yeah, he looks like bad news, too. This guy really doesn't look like a meth head. He just looks like he's more just in, he's more focused on just fucking ripping your ass off. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he looks like a bad character. He's a bad actor. Uh, authorities woke on, wrote on Facebook Tuesday that Bushman or Matty B, as his tattoo states, had a warrant out for his arrest in Peoria uh, County, and so he lied about his name. He was arrested on October 11th for obstructing justice, police said. He was booked at the Coles County Jail. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's a good idea to put your name, in, at least not phys, you know, visibly out there, especially if you're doing some dirt, and, you're get, and you plan on giving out your false name to the cops, you know. That ain't too smart. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I told you about the Dutch family. That was pretty strange. Uh, let's see. Something about creepy cell phones. I don't know if this is even what we're talking about. Uh, it does look kind of strange, though. Looks very uh, disturbing. Um, basically, these creepy artificial skin cases makes phones pinchable and ticklish. 
Uh, ever feel like your smart smartphone is becoming an extension of yourself? This newly developed phone case breaks down even more barriers between you and your phone with a with a lifelike skin, which alleged responds to human contact such as pitching and tickling. Jesus, talk about going creepy, man. That I mean, you gotta see this. It does look like it. It just looks like a hunk of skin, and your cell phone's wrapped around it. It's a piece of white skin. I don't know if it's, you know, I'm surprised the leftists will go crazy and probably say, you know, hey, hold on a second. There better be some black skin ones. There better be some brown skin ones, some yellow ones. Uh, Mark Tyser and his colleagues at Telecom Paris in France have devised an artificial skin for technology devices and that detects and interprets a variety of gestures. For example, slapping the case indicates anger and pinching or pulling its skin indicates an upset user. If a user tickles the accessory, it releases a laugh emoji onto your phone. Quote, I'm wanting to pinch my phone, Tyson told the new scientist when asked why he designed such a skin. In a paper released Saturday, researchers build on a long history of artificial skin in the field of robotics to harvest interactive properties of the skin that are specifically useful for human-computer interaction. In essence, the researchers believe the phone skin could increase user uh, expressiveness. You know what? This kind of is almost getting to the level of... We're on the cusp of, like, you know, cyborg type of technology. You know, like half-man... What do they call it? Humanoid? Half-man, half-robot. Because here you're, take, you're taking artificial skin and properties and interactions and, you know, stimuli or whatever you want to call it. And you're, you're, you're applying that to the phone case that you apply to a phone, which is a, a robotic device, I guess, a computerized device. That's like, that's like almost, that's, that's almost getting close to humanoid type of behavior it's strange stuff i don't know when you really think about it maybe i'm just thinking a little bit too much about it but kind of comes off that way uh the researchers developed it's called skin on prototypes for um smartphones touchpads and also a wristband for smartwatches according to the paper quote skin on interfaces provide natural physical affordances meaning users are more likely to explore the interface and discover new controls the creepy, realistic skin layer is comprised of one layer of stretchable copper wire in between two layers of silicone. Applying pressure on the skin changes the electrical charge of the wiring. The telecom's team work will be presented this week at ACM Synopsis Symposium excuse me, on user interface test software and technology in New Orleans. The team has big plans for the future, such as to make the skin more realistic with embedded hair and temperature features. They may also look to include larger surfaces. As they said, one participant put forth the idea of a skin on wall. The paper also mentioned changing the texture of the skin, such as the sweat or goosebumps, to indicate disgust or frustration. That's insane, man. I don't know, man. And I'm looking at it. It just looks like... The cases actually do look like raw pig skin or something. I don't know, man. So there you go. You want, If you want your phone to creep you out, you know, you pet it or tickle it or whatever, you want it to react back to you. 
Knock yourself out. <laughs> I just don't see the, the whole... And it just goes on. Yeah, my neighbor's going crazy next door. He's unhinged. He needs to be locked up. <laughs> um, let's see if I find one more story. Nah, probably just end this segment right here. All right. Penny Box caused man's drunkenness disease, report says. No one believed him. <laughs> or a cannibalistic snake gets stung mid-meal. Nah, I'll save that stuff for later. All right. 12 minute mark. I am taking a break right at this moment. Be right back. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to my little podcast experiment. Please take a moment to check out my YouTube videos World of Dan, capital W O R L D, capital O F, capital D A N, World of Dan. There is no spaces in between those words. It's just one whole word. World of Dan. Go check out my videos. Please give it a thumbs up, a subscribe, a like, a share, everything like that. And, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, I, I'm i finishing off today. I try to trim up this, this recorder. I got to get a new recorder app, too. Not only do I have problems with my, my audio editor, but now I have problems with my recorder. And it's just... If you haven't listened in the last few days, it's just kind of screwing up. It's cutting out. It's it, it it's just doing. It has a mind of its own. So I'm gonna have to work on that. The, I just tried to trim my audio from the last segment, but I can't do it. it it's ugh. don't get a Chromebook for podcast, please. Do yourself a favor. Invest in a regular laptop. Use a laptop. Use a desktop. Screw Chromebooks. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying. That being said, um, my frustration level is going through the roof. I don't know if it's this coffee I'm drinking, this new coffee brand or what the deal is, but I got it. I, I just got to end it right here before I go nutso. Uh, thank you so much for listening, though. And uh, I'll come back in a better mood. I got so much going on in my head right now. I got so much to do today. Like many of you, we have to take care of our business first and fun times later, right? That being said, you guys have yourself a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Make the most of it. And, uh, you know, if you got some spare time or anything like that, do what I'm about to do. Go check out a rescue pet. Let's think about that story about Rudy, the dog, in Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Think about him. And think how you can help another little furry friend out there. You know, go to your local shelter. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that today. I might get I might get a pet today. I don't know. I, I still got to work. I got to figure out this whole moving business. But once I get through that, you know, I'm going to do a little research on it. But if you have the capability of doing that, please go out there. Consider it. Have it become your new family member. The kids will love you. Oh, mommy, look at the cute little kitten. Oh, daddy, look at the cute little puppy dog. You'll be the hit. You'll be the you'll be a hero in your family. Be the hit with the kids. That's what I meant to say. 
All right, guys. That being said, thank you very much for tuning in, and I will talk to you Wednesday. Peace out.